Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Now, if you haven't listened to the last episode on um, Child of Kamiyarimans, definitely go check that out. It ended up being more of a thing than I actually thought it would be, so definitely go check that out. But for this Sunday Edition, I want to talk about something that has kind of fascinated me for a couple of years now, and I think it's... It's been everything from what would be considered an old classic now to like big modern budget shows like Attack on Titan or um, or eighty six or even something like got like that show Godzilla in Singular Point and <laughs> that's this and it's really um, it was also highlighted in Shin Godzilla really and that's this focus of mankind coming together and like over what again to overwhelming odds at some point and like conquering a systemic issue in something like 86 or in attack on titan certainly it's a very only love can stop the killing kind of thing in the form of something like um racism or something like that and I think there's a bigger there's a there's a bigger thing there in um, Godzilla Godzilla singular point there's this understanding that like if in that show if you don't get your shit together everybody in the world's gonna die and the world's gonna change to a place where like humans can't exist and it, that's true in Shin Godzilla too like the idea of Shin Godzilla is like oh shit. Godzilla's gonna kill everybody. They don't care who it is. We gotta fix the Godzilla problem. And that's pretty common in Godzilla, like, lore all the time. Um, just about as common as, oops, the Americans did it. Um, but this also has to do with things like um, global warming and, like, one of my greatest... <coughs> one of my greatest... Um, demonstrations of this is actually a show called um, See the Power of, Mon- of um, Money and Possibility Control and that show attempts to demonstrate like a fantasy version of a financial collapse and it's very explicitly about what happens in when a financial system just goes totally haywire and, like, destroys itself from the inside for the interest of, like, literally one or two people. What, um... And what... What that... Sh- what that show doesn't do is it doesn't have a dimension of it that's, like, everybody come together and fix a problem. Something like Godzilla Singular Point is much better at that. And what shows like, um, <coughs> sorry, see it, see, see control or Godzilla in singular point or, um, a show like 86 or even a show like, um, attack on Titan are trying to do is they're trying to create these larger than 
human humanity as singular people can overcome obstacles for humanity to overcome obstacles. Um, this is also true of something like a uh, now very old show, but one of my favorite shows, um, and that is Elreka 7. Elreka 7 is very much like, what if the planet, what if the world was dying and it, people knew about this, but people just didn't, like, key pe not everybody, but key people didn't care. And one of the great things about, and I, I, that show listeners really wanted to be a kind of spiritual successor, successor that, um, to something like Elreka 7, because from straight up the same, like, team that created Elreka 7, but it just didn't, like, listeners didn't hit the same way. But what's super interesting about um, Elreka 7 is it's, um, it patterns itself over, like, hardcore surf culture and hardcore surf culture is very much about about re respecting like the water you surf on and respecting the sea and all of these very like homeopathic and like whole world perspectives and if you look at something like um and if you look at something like snowboarding and um, surfing for the for um, an example, not so much skateboarding. Um, those two extreme sports, those people um, travel all over the world, like from every snow-capped mountaintop to every like um, like great wave project. Um, spot all over the world that they have this like odd perspective about weather and about global warming and all this other stuff that other people don't really get because they are what's called wave chasing or chasing powder and in in Elreka 7 and I'll get off of Elreka 7 and face up and um focus on something else in a second, but this is a good this is a good explanation of this. In Elreka 7, the like team of the gecko is very clearly like straight up the people who have been have been paying attention to what's happening to the world in a way that nobody else has been. And more than that, nobody else has been in power has really cared so much what was happened to the world once they were done using the disaster to whatever their own ends are. And if you look at something like um, Godzilla, Ingu Godzilla Singular Point, it, that show, until the big bad thing happens, like straight up to your face, it's very much clearly like, what what's happening here? What what fucked up environmental nightmare has been unleashed and what's what's happening and we need to stop 
we need to stop the mega corporations that are making these real weird singular points for whatever they have their um, nefarious plans for because, yo, they're they're ripping over and open the space-time continuum. It's bad. We shouldn't be doing this so, like, we can replace batteries. Um, the dimension of this in, actually, Dimension W, like, Dimension W is very much a thing of, like, what if we create infinite batteries that everybody can use, except, oops, only one company can produce them, and even every once in a while, the legal um, coils of what they, or what the, like, infinite battery replacement are, like, oops, every once in a while, maybe uh, illegal coils slash sometimes even normal coils will screw up and Dimension W will turn people into, like, weird triptych monsters that are, like, more math than man and it's the worst. And... I just, I've noticed this... I've noticed this, like, searching in these shows of, like, bigger-than-humanity-is-capable problems problems being solved somehow sometimes bad sometimes in bad ways like um if you look at something like um attack on titan right now spoilers alert for spoiler alert for the like current attack on titan thing that's happening i did a attack on titan ep attack on titan episode um on um the at least i think I've, i think i stopped at episode 87 or like and I just, I got pretty far in the current um, Attack on Titan run. I watched the entirety of Attack on Titan up until the point at which the episode was on. I think it's like four, probably eight weeks ago. Um, you should go check that out, check that episode out. And the spoiler alert for Attack on Titan, if you're not caught up, it... Aaron has basically decided, like, oops, all, all my friends keep being in danger because people are, you know, essentially anti-Semitic. And my solution is to kill everybody who's not the people I know. And that's not a great plan. Like, that's a plan. That's a plan to fix that problem. But it's not, it's not a great plan. <laughs> And it's very, as soon as his friends are like, oh, shit, he wants to kill everybody who's not us. Let's not, let's not do this, please. And you look at all of these and something like an like an 86 is very much a thing about racism and like racism in war and using like the underclass as like pawns in war kind of thing. And... They're not hiding the ball anymore, which I find really interesting. Like, the, there used to be this, like, there used to be this hiding the ball of things like, um, this show is about racism, this show is about race relations, all this other stuff, and I remember when I was in, um, the theater watching, um, not, not a silent voice. A silent voice is nicer to its audience. 
if we're being completely honest. A Silent Void is a show, like, about a disabled, about a disability and about living with disability in the world, but it... It lets the viewer... It gives the viewer, like, a space of comfort. That's something like a movie like Josie the Tiger and the Fish. At some point, just throws in your face like no like no you don't get it you like we're not gonna hide the ball on this because to hide the ball on what's happening here is to give you a moment of respite that like wheelchair people don't get that disabled people don't get and if we continue to let you exist in this specific frame it won't really get better. Like, it will only stay... It will only get so good. And, like, people with disabilities will only get so far if we allow it... If we allow you a level of comfort in this conversation. And... I think that's... I think that this, like, refusing to not give this moment of comfort to people is really important. I think that the fact that <laughs> I, I, since like, I think, I think it's like the season finale of episode, like of like season two, I think of, um, what's it called? Of, um, of attack on Titan is like, we're going to make such a hard swing into, oh no, the Nazis are a thing territory that they refuse to give you a single shred of comfort from maybe from pretty much that much, that point on in like, oh, this is, we can follow the A to B to this of like what this kind of hatred causes. And I... I think that's important, A, in terms of what's happening in anime and anime storytelling, but B, in what creative people who care about the future are attempting to do. And that, that not hiding the ball and that giving of like, even something like something like um like Comey can't communicate, which has new which had new dubbed episodes out, and I keep meaning to watch that show that's dubbed. It's so very it, like crystal clear about the kind of social anxiety that the main character had in that show, and it says like it's not that she can't commute. It's not that she doesn't want to talk to people. It's that she can't. Like there, uh, there is a like emotional, psychological block in this character. That yes, we're playing for laughs on some level, but you need to understand that it. In order for you to understand this, it needs to be treated like, like a disability in a way that isn't. Just the thing she can change. And by 
by entertaining the idea that she could change it instantly and by not and by this being a thing that she doesn't that we don't have to devote like pages of and pages of a manga story and then later like potentially seasons of a anime to this to this disorder that this character has would mean to lighten the load of the viewer in their understanding of how big of a deal this is. And that... In a world where the interpretation of everything, of everything can be so malleable and people's interpretation of something like a world um of of a worldwide almost like oppressed class like in something like um attack on titan or 86 or disable or the depiction of a wheelchair of someone being bound to a wheelchair in a country like Japan in something like um what's it called in Josie the Tiger and the Fitch it's good that they're not taking they're not ha- they're not handling this stuff with kids gloves like we're getting to a place where people are starting to not just touch on a sub on subject like this because in or- in order to make sure that the bad things don't that bad things don't repeat and that bad things don't happen in the world my gut feeling is that they have to take big swings with this stuff now because, you know, the, the game is no longer like, oh, Timmy might get picked on at school. The game is now, we've had a couple, we've had a bunch of world leaders who are taking advantage of, you know, everything from racial minorities to disabled people to all kinds of things all over the world and fucking stuff up for everybody. The reason I started doing a um, a panel about disabled characters in anime, which some of you listening probably are listening to this podcast because I did that panel at some point when, you know, conventions weren't hotbeds for, oh, I don't know, a pandemic. Um probably listen to this podcast because you saw me do this panel. The reason why I started doing that panel was because um, the person who became the president and who was running for president at the time I started doing that panel did something a presidential candidate had never done. He made fun of a disabled journalist on the podium as, as part of a speech. That's a huge red flag. You know, like, the reason why the new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is not necessarily a goofy, fun comedy is because that's not what 
the core audience that would benefit from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot right now needs in when the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was first coming out in the 90s it was Will Smith who at the time and who at the time and went on to be of absolute prolific rapper and a prolific rapper who rapped clean was showing a idea of what an architect of what a of what a black person could look like in that kind of wealth and not totally lose themselves to like the world of white people essentially and there were a few key episodes in that show about like you know the original actor um Alfonso Ribeiro play as as Carlton being stopped by the police and like what that means and what that looks like and what a big deal that is especially since the character the original Dr. Phil character was a federal judge and his and his um his own son was still stopped and frifted by the police on the open road for a minor traffic violation. And the fact that they did... I just started watching that show um, literally yesterday. There's four episodes. There's going to be a sixth episode season. I think I've watched um, two of them. I think I've watched two of those... um, two of those seasons so far. And... That show is very different, but it also needs to be very different. And it's having a much more serious conversation about, like, look, this shit's got to change. The system isn't broken. It's The system is the way it was always designed. You know, like... One of the things I love about anime... Isn't just the escapism of it. Isn't just the stylings. Isn't just all the like stuff you think about when you when it comes to an- when most people come to anime. The thing I think about is, and I really love about anime. If I get right down to it, it's the imagination and the imagination on display and the interrogation of like the core of what lots of shows deal about. Like, if you look at something like uh, Gundam 00. Gundam 00 is like, what if... Uh, super- Actually, let's use, um, let's use Eden of the East. Eden of the East is a great example of this. It, the plot for Eden of the East is of super rich guy... Sets up a whole, like, assistant network for, I think it's like, I think it's maybe like 12 people are given, like, an insane fortune and told to save Japan. And whatever they deem will achieve that, they can do everything from, like, getting a free plane ticket to launching missiles. 
or um like re- at some point um the whole government in that show the whole government of Japan is like restructured in a couple hours through the power of money and through the power of just the imagination of how do we fix how do we save this country <laughs> and the like scale of imagination involved in that show is mind-blowing and the way they present it as this weird locked book at this weird locked box mystery at first is also great and I by the fact that like there are so many shows about like racism bad that have been coming out there are shows that are so staring um, things like global warming, aloneness, or uh, like human isolation, uh, pandemics. All this stuff is coming up in shows that in shows and films that have been released in like the past like less than five years. I think that. I think that we've, I think that, I talked about this a couple, um, we talked, I talked about this a couple Sunday editions ago, what it looks like when we, when we, like, pass a, like, new bridge in what anime looks like. I think the way anime looks now is better because it's not, it's not bearing the lead. We've said goodbye to being subtle with all of these different subjects in a way that we shouldn't have been subtle with in the in the past. And I just think that it's going to, like, that's a good thing. We're going to end up being better because we've had shows that are, like, we need to deal with the kind of anti-Semitism, anti, like, a- racist rhetoric that exists in the world in something like Attack on Titan or 86 or would you or if you watch um Weathering with You which was um Makoto with Makoto Shinkai's follow-up to Your Name and the end of Weathering with You does not let you off the hook on the global warming front at all it's like yeah, this was a nice love story, but yo, all of Japan's gonna end up underwater. We gotta fix this shit, and this is our problem because we broke it, but we gotta move forward somehow. Or, like, the end of Shin Godzilla when they, like, are like, yeah, but um, what if, what if fuck bureaucracy, and we just do this to get rid of this giant robot, and we just all cooperate and destroy half of Tokyo... To get rid of a giant monster. We need to pull this shit together. And get this shit done. And I think that's the right. I think that the right. um, I think that's the right direction. I think that's the kind of imagination. That we need now. We need less of. Interestingly, like, the war is bad, so let's fight some more wars. And more... Fuck it, let's throw some galaxies at 
the problems and see what happens. We need some, we need less incremental Gundam nonsense and more Gurren Logan throw it all the wall and see what sticks. State the plot, state the problem without any boundaries and maybe we'll get to a few solutions. On that note, if this made any sense, I've been Alex. This has been Lunchbox um, Sunday Edition. And new episodes come out every third day and Sunday. Third day is um, an episode usually about a show or movie. And Sunday editions are more metatextual, kind of like this, and shorter. And on that note, I will see you on Thursday.